You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on the review of the European Citizens Initiative. Given the high expectations, the European Citizens Initiative, which allows one million citizens to ask the Commission to draft a new law, has had a poor track record since 2012, with only four initiatives of the 66 submitted successfully reaching the threshold. To instill some new life into this fragile democratic instrument, the Commission wants to simplify procedures and make it more user-friendly. But will it do the trick? Stay with us, this is about your rights. The active participation of citizens in political life is not only desirable, but an essential condition of any democracy, though this is easier said than done. When it was first incorporated into the treaties in 2007, the European Citizens' Initiative was championed as a new tool with the potential to reduce the distance between ordinary people and EU institutions. But what does it consist of? It allows one million citizens to ask the Commission to take the initiative and table a new law in the framework of its powers to address a specific concern. But while some welcomed it with high hopes, many others, including the European Parliament and the Ombudsman, saw in it serious flaws that could hinder its success. And time seems to have proved them right. Five years after it became applicable in 2012, the European Citizens' Initiative has not had the results anticipated by its supporters in terms of closing the EU's legitimacy gap. Out of a total of 66 initiatives submitted to the Commission, 47 were registered, but only four managed to obtain the required one million signatures. The successful four are the One of Us initiative to stop EU funds for R&D activities involving the destruction of human embryos, the Ban Glyphosate initiative, Stop Vivisection and Right to Water. The Commission has committed to follow-up actions on these latter two initiatives and a reply on the ban glyphosate is expected by early January 2018. But none has so far resulted in a new law. So what's the problem? Well, to understand what the problem, or rather the problems are, we need to look first at how it works. So stay with us. A European Citizens' Initiative consists of five steps. First, the organisers must set up a Citizens' Committee consisting of at least seven persons residing in at least seven different member states. And a first problem is that because Citizens' Committees don't have legal personality, organisers face potential personal liability. A second step is to register the initiative with the Commission. Once this is done, organisers have one year to collect statements of support, on paper or electronically. But to be successful, it's not enough to reach the threshold of one million signatures. To be sufficiently representative, they must come from at least seven different member states, in each of which national minimum thresholds need to be fulfilled. And it's important to say that both organisers and signatories must be EU citizens aged 18 or over, with the exception of Austria, where citizens can already vote at the age of 16. The next step is the verification of all these signatures by the national authorities. And at that point, the initiative can be submitted to the Commission, which then has three months to respond and explain why it has decided to take or not take action. At first, enthusiasm prevailed and 27 initiatives were submitted in 2012, but this number has dropped to only five in 2017. The truth is that many failed at the first hurdle, the legal admissibility check at the registration stage. Many have criticised the Commission for being overly restrictive and rigid and stressed the need to provide better legal advice and guidance to initiative organisers so they understand better what's required. But collecting signatures is also a challenging task. 
as citizens willing to support the initiative need to prove they are eligible to sign, including providing sensitive private data such as IDs, this discourages many from giving their support. Organisers have also complained about technical difficulties with the online registration of signatures as well as time constraints. To address these shortcomings, the European Parliament, the Ombudsman and the EU's advisory bodies have all made recommendations to make it easier for organisers to launch initiatives and increase success rates. Finally, the Commission decided to take action and in September 2017, it proposed a series of changes to improve the functioning of the initiative. So what are the main changes proposed? Here's an overview. Well, first of all, things will be a bit easier for the organisers. They will be allowed to create legal entities with clear liability conditions and have access to better information and advice on how to manage an initiative. They will also be allowed to resubmit a revised initiative if the initial version has been deemed to fall outside the Commission's powers and the Commission may decide to register just a part of an initiative. At the same time, the minimum age to support the initiative would be lowered to 16 years and personal data requirements simplified. The Commission will also allow for more flexibility in the timeframes to collect signatures and set up a central online collection system to further unburden organisers, though they will remain free to build their own systems. The examination phase will also be extended from three to five months to give the Commission more time to prepare its response better, but the Commission doesn't want to raise false hopes and has avoided hinting at a possible increase in success rates in the future. The reforms are an overdue step in the eyes of many, but will they suffice to encourage more citizens to use this tool as a means of influencing EU policy? It's certainly a step in the right direction, but if citizens don't feel taken seriously, it could mean the end of a good idea. You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts.